is it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> hey, and welcome back to Monocycle, brought to you by Man Repeller and hosted by me, Leandra Medine. I'm sure that at some point it's going to become so annoying to listen through the introduction of this show. So if you have any ideas on how I can change it up with a capital I-T, not for tech, but for it, let me know in the comments below under your five-star rating. Sorry, I blew my load so early. I usually like to wait until the end of the episode to ask you to give me a five-star ratings, but I just couldn't wait this time because I'm too excited, you know? Um, anyway, on a completely unrelated note, this week I really wanted to talk about something that I've been going through for the past month, but overall I've been going through it for the past year and a half, and that is IVF. So... About a year ago, my husband and I decided that we were ready to start getting to start thinking about getting pregnant. And starting to think about getting pregnant became wanting to get pregnant. And that became trying to get pregnant. And trying to get pregnant became realizing that you can't get pregnant if you're not getting a period. And then that turned into a whole lot of different doctor visits. And then those doctor visits turned into the realization that I carry a genetic mutation that predisposes me to a kind of cancer that very infuriatingly forces me to go for checkups every three months to make sure that I don't have cancer. Um, And so here I am doing IVF. That was a lot of information for a very short period of time. And um, if you want to stop listening, I totally understand. But I also hope that you won't because I think there's some good stuff in here. It's been exactly 10 days since I started injecting my left leg with hormones. Um, And it has been the most unique experience I have ever had in my life. It's really obnoxious, too. When I say unique, I actually think that it's a metaphor for obnoxious, but those two words are not interchangeable, so I thought it was important to point that out. I did not realize how cookie-cutter I was until I started the process of IVF. I read so many things on the internet that warned me against these symptoms of terrible mood swings and weight gain and constipation and depression and overall frustration and irritability and drowsiness and fatigue and... I mean, I didn't read a single good thing about this process. This has single-handedly been the most frustrating, infuriating, obnoxious thing I have ever gone through. And I am positive that when I look back at this time in my life, I will be so goddamn happy that it is over. There is not a single ounce of me. That, that, has a, that has an appreciation for what I'm going through right now. And I know that sounds awful. And one of the basic fundamentals of social psychology is that nothing is as bad as it seems before or after the fact while you're going through it. Not the case. I have never felt this infuriated by a single experience in my life. But from this is emerging a really interesting silver lining for me, and that thing is my own vulnerability. And I know that we spoke about this a little bit last week in the episode about confidence and how to create confidence and why it's so important and how in order to exist confidently, you need to have a healthy dose of vulnerability come with it hand in hand. And the thing about vulnerability is that it's 
it's sort of a confusing word because if you read a dictionary definition of it, you're going to see synonyms like weak and helpless and impotent. And I happen to find those synonyms to be um, really counterintuitive for my definition of vulnerability because on the contrary, I think that it takes so much courage to be able to put yourself out there, to be able to be vulnerable, to be so honest to the emotions that you're going through and to explicitly state them and to ask for help in trying to understand them. Um, I was recently listening to this TED Talk by Brene Brown, and she was talking about the power of vulnerability and how it leads to courage. And she gave this definition of the word courage. And she said that courage is from the Latin root cur, and cur means heart. And so it's giving it your whole heart, right? It's, it's, being, it's being honest and out there and like doing it with your whole heart, which is really different from bravery because there's an element of of not authenticity, but an element of maybe honesty and self-awareness and reflection that is devoid of what bravery is, right? Like, it's brave to walk through fire, right? But it's courageous to come out as gay in a community that rejects homosexuality. It's courageous to talk about the thing that no one else wants to say about how shameful it feels to not be able to get pregnant. So this this thing about vulnerability is that I feel so deep in it right now and I'm I'm really cherishing these moments because I know that they're going to go away and and all of th- these open wounds that I'm that I'm sporting around are going to start to become patched up and I'm going to lose a level of the empathy that I'm feeling right now for everybody around me and I don't I don't want to lose that and I don't want that to go away because it's really really helping me to understand myself better and to connect with people and to feel like I'm a part of them and ultimately as a human I think that my single sole motivation is to connect with other people. I think that's all of our motivation whether or not we want to admit it. I would even go so far as to say that we use fashion to connect with other people but that could be an episode for another time like perhaps next week. Anyway, I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do with this vulnerability. And what I have been doing lately has been essentially gathering from the field, like foraging for content. You know, I'm I'm experiencing everything and I feel like I'm experiencing it through a different lens or with more of an exposed heart. And as a result of that, I'm taking it in and I'm digesting it differently. And even though because of the constipation, I technically have not been able to poop for 15 fucking days... I am at least releasing something, and that's opinion and idea, and that's opinion shaped and informed by a level of honesty that I, I, didn't, I didn't know I needed and that I really definitely didn't know that I had. One really interesting thing that I have noticed to have emerged from these injections I've been giving myself is that I'm extremely sensitive to people's energy. I feel so withdrawn that when I'm around someone who I feel like is refusing to help themselves and is refusing to talk through what's upsetting them and is using code words and code phrases to, to patch up what's actually going on in there, probably not even knowing what's going on in there, I just have no tolerance because it's hard to help someone who doesn't want to help themselves. And I'm not here because I'm trying to help people. That's actually I kind of am, but I'm not I'm not on like a a perennial quest and journey to help everybody and I don't feel like I need to become like the world's new therapist. But there's something to be said about feeling like you can look into someone's eyes and see through them. 
But then on the other hand, of course, there are people who are really important and strong to have around. What I have found, which is so interesting, is that I thought it was going to be really important for me to have my husband around, to have my parents around. But what I found is that for the first time in my life, I want to spend the majority of my time alone. And this is not me. I am someone who totally, um, who feels totally energized by other people's personalities, by being around other people, by having conversations, by communicating, by questioning, challenging. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that gets me off. And so the fact that I'm finding that most of the time I have free, I want to be by myself, just either laying in bed or getting a pedicure or reading a book is so new. And I wonder what it is. And I think that it's because I'm being so honest and so I'm not afraid to be with myself, if you know what I mean. Like maybe all of these years I have thought that other people energize me because it has been able to remove me from my own head. You know, it 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 uh, it protects me from confronting my my own reality, my own mortality. It's kind of sad, right? I have a newfound respect for people who appreciate being alone, for people who are really, really comfortable in the loneliness of their own heads. Because that has to mean if you're okay up there and if you want to be up there and you want to be in there, it has to mean that you know who you are, you know what's in there. I mean, we're so, we're so motivated by trying to figure out life's certainties, but there are no certainties in life, except for the two things that we try to avoid, which are death and taxes. It's the great irony of time. So I don't know. Maybe what vulnerability does is allows you to feel more comfortable in the discomfort. One of my 2016 resolutions was just to get organized. And it wasn't just get organized. It was like figure out systems that work at Man Repeller so that everyone knows exactly what they need to be doing, when they need to be doing it, like how to get it done, who to report to, who to get help from if and when they need help. And I think I've been pretty decent about making sure that those systems are being put in place and and that we're providing clarity to everyone who needs it. I never thought for a minute that what I might need even before that is to create that clarity for myself, is to create the systems, the internal systems, like to sort of act like a mental janitor and sweep my head because it's so much easier to just let yourself be out of it and to to drown yourself in other people's issues, joys, frustrations, because you don't have to deal with the stuff that bothers you. And so maybe my wanting to be alone has a lot to do with the fact that, A, I have no choice but to confront and be aware of the fact that it's not comfortable in there and it's not going to get more comfortable in there and I'm just going to deal with it and I'm going to handle it. Or B, I might just be feeling much clearer because I'm being really honest. There are there are actually no layers of bullshit that are being built up right now over the id. It is just me and my most primal self. I feel really primal too because I'm sitting like a kangaroo because my fucking body is so bloated that I can't sit like a woman. But then I guess the important thing here, right, is is identifying the feeling. I mean, you hear all the time of guys breaking up with girls or girls breaking up with guys because they just don't even want to address the feelings. They don't want to put themselves out there and feel the vulnerability. So it might just be that you don't even realize you're experiencing it while you're experiencing it because you won't let yourself. It's like the minute it creeps up, you start running in the other direction. Um, of course, I also realize that not everyone is so self-aware or, or so curious about what goes on 
in like the trenches of their minds. So the question really is, how do you identify vulnerability, right? <clears throat> but I kind of hate that I asked that question because now that means I have to answer it. And I'm not exactly sure I know how to answer it.